Welcome back to Today in Tech. Today we are going to talk about the metaverse. Is the hype over the last few years finally over or is it just beginning? Hi everyone, I'm Keith Shaw. When you hear someone talk about the metaverse, all sorts of different things pop up. You hear about gaming, virtual reality, augmented reality, or is it something more? Is it factory, simulations, digital twins, all that kind of stuff? I'm Keith Shaw. Behind the camera is Chris. He's the guy pushing the buttons. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, we're going to talk about this today. Yes, we are. And also, uh, great attire. Very um, Bill Belichick. I think we came up with the word. It's Belichickian. Very, very Belichickian. All right. I I could spend all day talking about my wardrobe, but I will pass. Because you made fun of me (laughs) for my, my corporate... attire which was the regular college shirts and so i think this one just because it's blue it makes you think of the patriots so i will try to avoid blue in the future all right let's talk about the metaverse and the the first problem i see is that nobody really knows what it is it's a term and a lot like artificial intelligence and some other it terms that are in technology terms that get overused and over overhyped and over everyone thinks they know what it is and and you've got a perfect example of that with the metaverse some people think it's the it's it's you know virtual reality uh video games plug into the matrix there's a billion different sci-fi books out there you know ready player one which was a book and a movie it was all about you know going to different games across and they're all connected and it's you know some people think second life some people think it's something else the metaverse you know facebook changes its name to meta because they buy oculus which was the virtual reality headset so you've got virtual reality augmented reality but in terms of how businesses are using it you start seeing things like digital twins and factory simulations and there's some real good business use cases for that but we're going to start sort of on the on the consumer side because um this week there was uh, some big news about apple and it's and its development rumored development of ar vr glasses all of these things are like little leaks that come out about like you know in january 2023 they're going to launch it uh this week there was a new cnet report that said the apparently up uh, augmented reality and virtual reality headset that they're working on may be pushed back to the second half of 2023 uh, due to some unspecified software related issues, not hardware, uh, which was interesting that they're having some difficulties with the software, not the hardware. Uh, Also, Computer World's Johnny uh, Evans wrote a blog post about the fact that Apple has recently now changed its name of the operating system that will be used to to operate sort of its VR, AR world. They're not going to use iOS, which is what you see on on the phones. Uh, Instead, they're now, it used to be called Reality OS, and now they're calling it XROS to sort of indicate an extended reality. So... There's all this stuff going on. I, you know, I could, I could talk. Uh, I want to sort of ask Chris about. Did you know about this kind of headset that they were working on? Whenever Apple develops something, then sort of the industry follows, and then they're not always the first one to market. I mean, Google, Google Glasses was ten plus years ago. It feels yeah. like Meta, Meta slash Oculus slash Facebook. They sort of jump started the whole virtual reality thing. I still have my PlayStation VR headset from wow, gosh, three or four years ago that I probably haven't used since then. Um, they have a new version coming out for the 
uh, it's called VR2, which I think will work on the PS4 and PS5. So virtual yeah. reality is still out there from a, from a concept. But I think what Apple wants to do is make it more mainstream than just games. So they might be focusing more on the AR reality. Microsoft has been out there with HoloLens for for a long time too, and they're seeing business use of it. Like, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think. Well, first off, um, I am definitely not an Apple user. Uh, I leave that for Ken Ken Mingus. He is the Apple aficionado uh, here, right? Uh, at, at Tech Talk, but um, I had no idea. I had no idea Apple uh, was still in the works of creating an AR VR headset, because honestly, I thought um, AR VR is kind of like dying out because um, I, I see it more as like a consumer product for video games, essentially. Right. Um, and that's pretty much it. Other than that, I kind of see it as like a novelty almost. But um, I was just going to bring up this point, but let's see where this goes, because I, I definitely see other institutions kind of um, capitalizing on AR and VR and we'll probably get to that in a little bit but um, yeah I, I had no idea honestly I had no idea uh, I'm looking at the article here this was the CNET the article. CNET one yeah yeah Apple's rumored AR VR had some maybe delayed yeah I, I mean I mean the rumors are that this is going to be $3,000 which would $3,000 yeah that's... I mean that would limit the potential audience to Ken Mingus and then everybody else in the business world and that's just Kind of a joke. About yeah, Ken. yeah. So and here on CNET, you know, we'll buy anything if it has an Apple logo on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so CNET was saying two thousand. I think our article on Computer World. I think. Oh, he said uh, maybe three thousand. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Johnny Evans. Yeah, he said three thousand. I'm trying to find it here. Uh, let me go. Okay. Well, two thousand is then is then a high end Mac. Yeah. Exactly. So that's probably in. Ken's price range, but then a few other people as well. Yeah, here we go. Three thousand costs are currently anticipated at around three thousand. So let's just say two to three thousand by the time it hits. The okay, market. like whenever it does, whenever it's still, it's still a thing. So, yeah, the interesting part is not necessarily the the hardware. I think from the hardware side of things will be: is this something that I'm willing to put on my head and wear for an extended amount of time? Is this something that I'm willing to spend $2,000 on? Do I find some usefulness out of this besides a game? You know, is it, is it, you know, the idea of a lot of the augmented reality thing would be if you were walking down the street and you, you know, you look into a store and an ad pops up and yeah. you've seen sci-fi movies where there's an overload of that kind of things. Mm -hmm. um, did you see the movie Free Guy? with ryan reynolds oh i i did actually yeah that it, sort it of right. had an augmented reality interface when he put on the glasses he could then see what the video game people were seeing right right so it's kind of a reverse situation where he was a video game character but not realizing it yeah so yeah. so real quick let yeah. me let me just point something out so like let, let's look at your you know your average corporation right you're the machines in these offices you're either running running windows or apple mm -hmm. so let's just say this apple vr you know App, apple gets to it they release it they sell it for two three thousand you know depending on the model you get maybe you have like the apple pro vr right we got we gotta we gotta market this product we gotta uh you know create options right um i i, I think the only people, and when I say people, I mean the only body that's really going to buy into this are going to be, you know, like your enterprise, your large companies, uh, maybe like, you know, research firms or engineering uh, firms where they can kind of right. like test things out. Because that's, right. honestly, that's where I see, especially AR, especially AR 
coming into play is things in like engineering, maybe in like medical, yep. uh, maybe have these institutions where they, you know, they want to like test something. And so they want to see it in real time. Um, but at two to 3000, I mean, yeah, that's I, a high, high price for entry right there. They're honestly. not going to give this to the accounting department or accounts payable. Well, they don't want to see their the stock levels uh, go up and down. I want for to see two well, to three thousand. No, 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 like an Excel spreadsheet, and sure, you're sure. going to see cells, and you're going to go, "Oh, I'll pay that one right now." It's not going to be that kind of a VR, or where yeah. you're full, you're pulling out of a virtual filing cabinet and then lifting up, and yeah, you're not doing any of that stuff. Right. There's plenty of computers that do all that. I hate Excel, but that's okay. It's going to be it's going to be like you mentioned the engineering department the designers they're going to have a virtual uh, or an augmented version of the design that they've that they've done for whatever car they're build, building or whatever right. bridge they're making and you tie that in with if they're remote workers they can then come in and collaborate as well and you then sort of have a collaborative virtual team meeting I I, I want to get to the knowledge workers as well but the biggest test case that I've seen that makes sense are you're an airplane mechanic, mm-hmm. the engine breaks down, or you're working on something, you pop on a, on one of these, you then connect to another person who sees what you're seeing, or, or you call up a manual. Um, mm-hmm. There was a, for a different company, I was at a robotic show, and uh, the there was a company called TeamViewer there, and they had... They were talking about their augmented reality, virtual reality glasses. And the demo that they had was they, they said, here is a puzzle cube made up of four different 3D parts or five different 3D parts. And we're going to train you on how to make that cube as fast as we can. Like they could have showed me how to do it in real time in a real physical space, but I put on the glasses and then it was like, step one, this block goes here. Step two, this block goes here. Step three, go, you know, put the four and then step four. And it was like, every time I, I completed a step, I like either double tapped or used my voice and said, next step. And by, by the time, you know, after I ran this simulation about twice, I could then put this cube together in about 18 seconds. Yeah. So that was sort of a training. And so you could sort of use this as training or you could use this as kind of field support, that type of thing. Totally see that. I've seen cases where uh, Verizon, for example, uses VR and augmented reality to train employees on how to deal with someone who might come in and start like stealing from the store instead of training them in a real situation or watching videos. I mean, how many different times have you had to watch a training video? And you, all and the time. those are boring as hell. Yeah, like, all the time. So this is more interactive and, and you're not putting someone in danger because it's now virtual. Right. So that, you know, you, you could train someone how to, on how to deal with a, a robbery, but I'd rather do it in a virtual space where I'm not in physical danger. Yeah, or, you know, you can train someone to skydive. Right. So instead right. of actually jumping out of a plane and messing up, and you know, risking your life, you can uh, do it, and <laughs> you can do it in <laughs> AR, VR, and pretend to jump out of a plane. Right. A so there are a number of different examples where an AR, VR headset makes sense. I don't know if Apple has the capabilities of entering those markets where you've already seen other companies, including Microsoft, including uh, Epson, I believe, had some. Uh, there was a company named Vuzix out there, or V-U-Z-I-X. I don't know how to pronounce it, but. I've seen them make some inroads as well. And then and then they tie that into sort of wearable computing and other other types of systems like and I keep using my hands because I they're like gloves as well that they that they make. <laughs> um what 
and again, you know, Apple needs to say, where's my market? Well, it's the Ken Minguses of the world. <laughs> I hate to use just Ken as an example. Uh, but there are the Apple enthusiasts. They're all knowledge workers. They're all the, you know, office. And how do you get someone in an office excited about that other than the engineers and the medical cases? And But they're still, I don't, you know, a medical worker or a surgeon, they're specific, very specific right, use right. case. Yeah, and I, I th- honestly, I, teaching education, same thing. You, 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 it's a specific thing, you know. For the for for yeah. someone in the marketing group, accounting group, uh, journalists, <laughs> people that sit well, in cubes a, a lot. Well, honestly, I I mean, of all the companies, I think they're probably the only ones that can do this. Uh, I mean, if you just look at some of their products that they sell, um, I'm trying to remember the name of the model. It's their high end. Uh, monitor that they sell it doesn't come with a base you have to buy that separately um but it's like uh what is it a three four thousand dollar monitor really and they're targeting the professional market the professional artists the video creators the content creator because it has a high bit depth so you get like extremely high color accuracy and there's also what's the mac that they sell the workstation one again yeah power pro something like that or the, mac yeah yeah the only people that are going to buy that are people in like editing houses or doing you know high end cgi rendering and stuff like that and you know I mean, you know what's interesting too is that, have you have you seen the nvidia omniverse platform i i haven't i'm very familiar with nvidia in general yeah but I've, i haven't heard that so nvidia is the their whole vr slash metaverse play is this concept of the omniverse where they're trying to get uh either video creators or uh, graphic designers computer graphic artists to enter this world this metaverse and then create worlds basically using the the NVIDIA cloud computing, all of the high-end processors and, you know, these server farms that are running this stuff and, and, and getting people to collaborate again from multiple locations from around the world. So that if you're, a, if you're creating a, a CGI movie, like say you're at Pixar or, or one of those other companies that are creating the, the coolest new cartoon, for mm-hmm. example, or if you're just working on CGI for an action movie, you can have different layer, levels of artists all collaborating within these virtual spaces to create the thing faster than just trying to do one layer, sending that rendering file off to them so that then they add their layer. It's, it's a, it's a really neat concept. If you're interested into that kind of stuff, I'd say, go, go check that out because there's a lot of other applications based on, and that's more metaversian. Oh my gosh, I just created a new word. Then, <laughs> than just AR VR. So the metaverse now, uh, you know, digital kind of representations of physical things is another cool thing. So that leads us into the knowledge worker space. So I'm going to read you another another story that came out. Uh, there was a survey by networking provider Sienna. They asked a whole bunch of business professionals about ideas like the metaverse. And 78% of them said they would participate in more immersive experiences like the metaverse as opposed to current tools such as video conferencing. So here's another angle of the metaverse that may garner get you know grow in strength over the years. I think maybe people are sick of the constant Zoom meetings that they're having. And so some of the concepts within a metaverse space are creating a virtual office space online. You don't have to put a headset on. You just this is this is all now browser-based or through an app. It's probably only going to work if it's browser-based. You type in your name and a little a little digital avatar of yourself appears and you and i'm sure at some point you can turn yourself into a bunny or you know some walking raccoon or something like that 
and you go into the virtual office and you interact with other people in your virtual cubicles or virtual lounge spaces and then maybe you can watch a video together or maybe you can then if you if i see virtual chris i can then click on something and say hey let's have a zoom meeting or let's have a a face-to-face now and i know and i can already see you rolling your eyes back there yeah yeah no i'm uh but but 78 percent is a big like does that show more frustration with the current way of collaborating or does it show that this is something that i might be interested in down it, the road and like is this how we end up working and collaborating down the road honestly uh it it's it's frustrating to me because i like if we look at this um poll for example just to begin with uh they're they're claiming 78% okay 78% out of 15,000 i have it highlighted right here 15, yeah. 15,000 uh that's a pretty good surveyed. that's a pretty it's not like they're asking it's, 100 people Right. It's a big number, but I mean, how many people, you know, live in the United States well, or, okay. or in All the right. world? I mean, it's, well, it's a lot. Well, do a you lot. want to talk about statistical uh, approaches? Not really. And margins of but error? All I can say <laughs> is 78% of business professionals, I, I don't know. I... I mean, that could just be I, like, yeah, you know, really? you know, are you interested in this? Yeah, well, yes. And all, all of a sudden, everyone that just says yes, doesn't mean you're going to actually use it or deploy it or... Sure. Use it for the next 10 years. Sure. But I, I feel like if anything, you know, after what like we I'm all, Like I'm interested in li- winning the lottery, Chris. <laughs> sure. Sure. But <laughs> I don't know. What I'm trying to say is like, especially after everything we've gone through, you know, in the past two, three years, it's, yeah. it's like you, you want to go further down the rabbit hole of not, you know you know getting in front of you know your peers and stuff like that at work i i feel like it would be the opposite right i I feel like it'd be the knee-jerk you know opposite way here you know people would want to kind of see other people not you know bury themselves behind a a oculus vr you know stay home i'm I'm picturing uh what's that meme what's that Uh, i can't remember the episode when carmen is sitting at his desk he has his hand Oh, that's a great episode. This is South, yeah, I'm like, South that, Park. That's us. That's us right now. Yeah. You know, we kind of want to go further down that path. Or, 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 or Wally. Wally. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Wally. And I'm like, ah, 78%. I, I don't know. I, I, question, I question the poll. I, I, I think it's more of a reaction to frustration with constant video meetings. Yeah. And, and, look, and maybe people are looking for a different approach. I don't think people are going to be sitting on the couch with the glasses on and doing mm-hmm. it that way. Uh, I think I, I, I figured that your response would be, hey, you want more collaboration? Get in the car, come to work, and then yeah, you'll get more collaboration. Yeah, let's meet up. Let's, you know, let's go to the office uh, or, you know, the company's paying for and, you know, let's uh, let's meet up. And, hey, maybe we can go to the bar after, get a drink, and even collaborate even further. You know, it's yeah. kind of like... Get back into that, you know, dare I say, old way of work, (laughs) you know? Yeah, I don't hold out a lot of hope for these types of virtual collaborative uh, 3D gaming type of of work experiences. I think that these companies were probably born out of the pandemic. um, And they got a lot of funding because everyone was like, ooh, this is thinking that this was going to happen for the next 10 years. Maybe if there was another situation where everybody was stuck at home again, mm-hmm. but I don't see that happening yeah. based on the climate of how many people were frustrated the last time around. Yeah. And I mean, these companies like, look, they're, they're there to solve a problem, right. And to sell something, Yeah, you know, granted metaverse, right. Uh, 
and you know that problem potentially may be going away so yeah like like any of these ideas where you're doing business in a video game world that's like a second life type of hey virtual space let's all gather and have our avatars walk around and interact with each other i mean we're already seeing that that's just people have tried it they they said this is dumb let's not Let's not spend a lot of money on this unless you're the European Commission's foreign aid office, which <laughs> hosted a party in the metaverse to try and find a, a raise awareness against uh, uh, among younger audiences uh, to try to tell them what to do. And so they threw this gala launch party cost 387,000 euros to build this platform. And at the event, only six people showed up. That's that's sad. That's I mean, a, that's, yeah. that's just telling in and of itself. And again, that's. Oh, let me go back to me. That, that's why I question like that poll, like 78% are interested in the metaverse. Okay, great. Well, if we were all... If we were all that, we interested, were all that interested, you'd show up at this party. <laughs> you might have more than one user remaining out of the five who attended this virtual gala in, in the metaverse. And actually, hold on, let me go here. Um, let me cut back to the article. The one user, Vince Chadwick here. Yeah, he's a journalist. He's saying, yeah, yeah, I'm here at the gala concert in the EU foreign aid department, 387 metaverse. Uh... Designed to attract non-political engaged, 35 years old, see story below. After initial bemused chats with the roughly five other humans who showed up, I am alone. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's sad. It's like, uh, that's that's telling. Now, that's the person that telling. wrote this article said that they did contact the, the group and they said 300 people connected during that one hour time frame. So maybe he just didn't see the other 294 people. Yeah. Maybe they were in a different room. Maybe sure. They were sure. At the, maybe they were on the dance floor. Granted, you know? probably, you know, the drop off level was probably pretty quick. Maybe they were virtually skydiving. Um, <laughs> and then apparently, but even 300, I mean, come on, that's not, that's not, that's a, lot. not a lot of people for that much money. Um, and so you're going to try to get more people to, to use this platform. Yeah. Do you remember the, some of the, so you remember when the pandemic happened and there were all these companies that used to run events and trade shows and things like that, right? Mm-hmm. They all decided, well, we're going to go to virtual events. We're going to, we're going to still run these events and we're going to just, you know, make you log in. And then, and some of them designed a virtual space that looked like the trade show. And so you could, you could take your little avatar and walk around and click buttons and then you could see a PowerPoint. You could then go to the live webinar. You could still walk around. Like as soon as people started coming back, everyone was just like, "Nope, I got to get out of the house. I got to go to this trade show. I'm, I want to go and spend some time at a hotel and eat some food at a restaurant and make a business deal." Right. Like yeah. went right back. They went right back. And and even even our events group here, I'm thinking they're they're not going that virtual platform as much anymore. There's still webinars. Yeah. And they still do those types of things. But, you know, the live events, they're going back and doing the same kind of thing they were doing before the pandemic. Yeah, I think it's I think today it's more uh, like 50 50, you know, like there's the option of of doing it virtual. And when we mean when we say virtual, we mean, you know, it's it's a live stream or if it's, you know, it's a video stuff yeah. like that. Not yeah. quite uh, the metaverse uh, mark Zuckerberg but, wants us to. But there is hope for the people that want to turn into the Wally people. There's a lot of hope. You want to hear this? There's a lot of hope, yes. You want to hear this one? All right. The BBC reported that the first Oxford Word of the Year, which was chosen by the public, apparently the Oxford University Press used to have a uh, panel of lexicographers. I can't believe I said that correctly. They would choose the Word of the Year based on web searches, social media, all that kind of stuff. But this year they said, all right, we've got three finalists. We're going to let the the public vote on the the word or phrase of the year. They also said it wasn't just a single word. So this year... 
goblin mode was chosen as the as the word of the year. And you want you don't have you ever used this in conversation? Because I have not. I have not. I I didn't know this uh, I, phrase existed. I may start using that. Like this was just a, a real sidetrack. Like I didn't know what Netflix and chill meant for a long time. Oh geez. <laughs> Okay, that's just proving how old I am. Anyway, the the, uh, the slang term for goblin mode means that you are unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, any of that behavior. It's more about like I'm going into goblin mode, which means I'm going to put on my, my Bill Belichick hoodie, I'm going to put on my sweatpants, I'm going to sit and watch seven hours of a TV show. So and I'm not going to answer the phone and I'm not going you know I'm just going to and then surf the web or surf so the web oh my god I'm so old you're in, I, you're in goblin mode right now What's the That's <laughs> <laughs> my whole look is goblin mode I am I do look like a little goblin I should go live in a tree and make cookies uh, okay. Actually, actually, here we go. Previous words of the year here. Let me uh let me Yeah, this this was interesting. Like last year was vax. Those are two different groups that sh- that choose the words too. But so look on the left. So the Oxford one was vax. Uh, there was no single word chosen in 2020 because why? I don't know. Uh, climate emergency. What was it toxic? Was one. Wow, selfie in 2013. Yeah, okay, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that. So the other two that people could choose from for this year, one of them was metaverse. There and then, go. and that, which I think came in second, and then the third one was uh, I hashtag I stand with, which is a little bit Twitterish. Yeah. Do you do you know anybody in the world? Do you know anybody that you deal with, and they actually say the the word hashtag as part of their conversation? Uh no, I not that I've come across. No. Okay. No, not at all. Um. Yeah, I would if if anyone did, I would probably like walk right away from that conversation then again i, I don't have a twitter so i <laughs> the I fact that you used that as a was it i don't have a twitter is that a noun that you're using i don't i don't have a twitter yeah actually yeah there there we go so there is hope for people that really want to turn into the wally you would think that people would not want to turn into wally people but that's where we are so any final thoughts chris no, that's it. It's uh, pretty bleak out there. All but, right. Uh, <laughs> hey, Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> all right. That's all the time we've got for today's episode. Thanks to, for, uh, to everyone for watching. If you like what you're what we're doing, hit that like and subscribe button, and we will give you content every week on technology and its impact on the world, work, life, et cetera, et cetera. So we'll see you next time on Today in Tech.